You know, you can own tangible properties, rentals, flips, private money lending, sub choose, private placement. You can do tax liens. You can be a private money lender. You can go into funds. You can own percentages of private companies. You can do precious metals, oil and gas. You can breed cattle if that's your jam. You know? <laughs> Welcome to the Mind Your Own Business Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Sterick. This show is where we talk about all kinds of different stuff in business, but mainly we talk about how to mind your own business and stay in your own lane. And we interview only distinguished guests in order to find out their secrets. Yeah, so let's get started. Go ahead and tell me who you are, where you're from, and what do you do? Gotcha. Well, thanks again. It's Amanda Holbrook with Specialized Trust Company. See my Vanna here. <laughs> so we do self-directed IRAs and 401ks, basically allow you to get money off of Wall Street and back onto Main Street via this vehicle. So all of the same types of retirement accounts that everyone has heard of to date, Stephen. So 401ks, traditional Roths, all of those, except of being stuck with this little limited box of he pick them yourself these stocks bonds mutual funds you get to move over here and invest in what you know you know okay. so i've been doing this for almost 14 years now you know so i've been in and around this world for a long time I've seen a lot of cool stuff but i've never ceased to be amazed at <laughs> some of the new stuff that i see and you know, that experience brings a world of value that's, you know, not 100% quantifiable to our clients, but that's why they stay with us. Okay. So what type of like alternative investments are allowed in a self-directed IRA? So great question. So is this all regulated by our buddies at the IRS? And I don't know if you've read tax code lately, they aren't very friendly. And here are all the wonderful things you can do to take advantage of our tax code. They pretty much tell you what you cannot do, you know? So I'm going to start there and, and not in a negative way because I'm totally Miss Positive Pants, but <laughs> to kind of give you an idea of like what you cannot do is, okay, number one deal is a no-no is self-dealing. Okay. okay. So if you are doing a deal structure where you are benefiting in the here and now today versus in retirement, you shouldn't be doing that deal. It is a retirement account. When okay. do you think the IRS wants you to benefit from a retirement account? Right. I'm giving you the answer in yeah. retirement. <laughs> all of you that are listening yeah you know so, so, so what does that mean as far as like a here and now can you give me an example of one like something like that sure sure so i get i get this one all the time stevens hey amanda we own this cash cow of an airbnb or do can i just buy it for myself and make it self-directed and the answer is no because you're purchasing it from yourself this is another good one from like all of my what ifers out there and you know who you are <laughs> You know, what if we do this? Hey, can I lend to an LLC where I'm a hundred percent owner? I mean, technically that's not me, it's an entity. But in the event of an audit and still back the layers of the onion and your name is where the buck stops. So that's a no for the IRS. That, would that be considered like an arm's length transaction? So that right there is the exact opposite of an arm's length transaction. An arm's oh. length transaction would be where you are not lending to yourself. And that's a perfect segue 
into number two is like the who. So when we get to retirement, you do this in your business too. You know, what is your why? What is driving you? You know, what are you putting this all together for? It's family. I mean, nine times out of 10, those kids and family members have something to do with it, right? Think of the family tree, like when we were kids and we all drew that out. Think of the trunk, your spouse, parents, grandparents, children, grandchildren. If we're in the trunk of the tree, you cannot lend to them using your IRA or vice versa. That's where the arm's length comes in. So that was a perfect segue. You were that kid that read ahead in class, were you not? <laughs> no, I was the kid sleeping and somehow I made it by. <laughs> but now uh, since we're on family, if you branch off of that family tree, so brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, cousins, nieces, nephews, fair game. Okay. Brother wants to lend to your business you own 100%, perfect. If your aunt and uncle want to fund your next deal, that's perfectly fine. The last one has nothing to do with real estate. It is some black and white investments IRS says you can't do. Artwork, collectible, stock of a subchapter S company, insurance products are all no-nos. So oh. now that we covered the main list, now it's get creative. What do most of us know? What's one of the three basic needs of every human on the planet? Real estate, right? If you're surrounded by four walls, a ceiling and a floor, you have real estate. You can invest in, so let's talk real estate. You know, you can own tangible properties, rentals, flips, private money lending, sub choose, private placement. You can do tax liens. You can be a private money lender. You can go into funds. You can own percentages of private companies. You can do precious metals, oil and gas. You can breed cattle if that's your jam. You know, like... <laughs> Like the list goes on. <laughs> okay. You said oil and gas, right? So precious metals would be on that list. Mm -hmm. Private lending, you already said. So you can, so what you're saying is with your self-directed IRA, you can be a private lender to other people. Yes. Okay. So if somebody comes to you with like a real estate deal or buying like a cash flowing business, let's say like some in a construction trade or something like that, you can lend your money to that person as a private lender and get a fixed return on that money. Absolutely. Or you can own a share of their business and get a fixed return on it. Or you could own yep. a share of their business. Okay. Structure. Okay. Are there any type of like restrictions on the type of investments? I know you kind of went into that as far as like what you can hold in the self-directed IRA. So you said nothing like crazy and outside weird stuff. Give me so, the break, break down that list of weird stuff that you can't invest in. Yeah. What you can't invest in. And it goes back to the other rules. Artwork. Okay. No Picassos. In the crypto world, what were the, what are the, the NFT. images that you sell? NFT. NFT. Thank you. No, so no. I've got this question and honestly, there's been no like letter ruling in it to my knowledge, but literally in the definition, it says artwork. I'm, I'm willing to bet that's probably no. in collectibles. Okay. So could you buy a car and flip it or rent it out? Yes. What if it has historic plate? Is that deemed a collectible? I don't know. Some of this stuff can be up to interpretation. Baseball card collection, like, you know, Mickey Mantle won a rookie card. Is that in a retirement account? Probably no. not. Probably, probably not going to do that anyways. Yeah. Not for retirement funds. All right. So then let's stick to just, let's say real estate and cash flowing businesses. So give me an example of, I guess, how that works is. So for example, like we invest in businesses, right? We buy businesses, we operate those businesses. And if an investor likes the return that we're offering, how do they do it? Like what, what is the process? Like how much paperwork is involved in that? So easy. And one would think like, oh my gosh, I haven't heard about this before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds daunting. It's, it really sounds like, cause you don't know what to do. And it's like, obviously, that's what you guys are here for but like what does it look like from them when they decide okay i want to i want to invest or i want to explore investing in this business much easier than anyone thinks and i'm just gonna let the cat out of the bag we do all of the heavy lifting for you okay like literally we pre-fill out the pay 
paperwork. It's all done via DocuSign. The most laborious thing I bug anyone for is a copy of their most recent, say, old 401k that we're moving, that okay. statement, and their driver's license. Okay. That's it. Once we, and this is all done over a phone call, you okay. know, like we're very high touch, you know, we do everything for you. We're very, we're very giving and open on education, you know, cause we want that, that person to be comfortable, but yes, application ID and statement. We do that right over the phone. That's done via DocuSign. We're all familiar with DocuSign. Within two weeks or less, our team in Albuquerque, they move the funds from A to B. So two weeks or less, the funds are here. Okay. Like you're ready to do a deal. Like it's that simple. Okay. And then once the funds are here, Stephen, literally the only requirement we have is a thousand dollars stay in the account. Okay. Like that's you know. So once they're here, you know, now you're presenting them with an offer. And let's say, hey, give me an example. This would be an example of a deal structure. They're doing a note to a business. Is that right? Yeah. Well, so, something to that effect. So let's say we're buying a business for two or three million dollars, okay. and we're going to be doing accredited investors and each share is a hundred thousand okay. dollars. So it would be set up like a kind of like a syndication model where the investors are going to passively partner with us mm -hmm. and they're going to need to bring in either 50,000 or a hundred thousand, you know, depending on the deal and the share size. Okay. And we'll give them a preferred return. We'll give them a monthly return on their money and possibly uh, depending on uh, the structure of it, they'll get some equity in the company uh, or it'll be a profit share and they'll get a portion of the proceeds of the sale as well once we Perfect. exit the company. Perfect. So for those of you listening, if this is sounding more attractive and more controlled and secured than what you're seeing in the stock market, and yes, I'm doing the up and down motion with my hands if you're not watching, okay, then this is absolutely an option for you. And here's how it works. Everything you just listed sounded like Paperwork, 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 right? Yeah. Here's our offer, right? Totally, and you have yeah. your standard investor packet. Like it's already done for you. The only difference when they're using that self-directed account is just like when someone uses an LLC. They put the name of that LLC on your paperwork, right? Okay. Well, here they're going to put the name of their IRA. So okay. specialized trust company custodian for benefit of Stevens IRA. Okay. Right? And then once they have that, they email that to us with just an internal two-page form that says it bosses us around on paper. It's called direction to invest specialize. I'm doing 50K into this deal. Here's the wiring instructions. Okay. And 24 to 48 hours, it's processed. We give them a phone call and you'll laugh at this part. So we call, we're based in Albuquerque, everybody. Okay. I don't know if you guys have friends and family at Albuquerque, but our area code is 505. If that phone call comes through, answer it. Yeah. <laughs> It's a security measure. We're making sure the wire instructions are okay. Like that's the number one delayer of deals. And I know I say that like poking fun, yeah. but there's gotta be, you know, the process has gotta be clunky and it's not like, that's the one piece. And I mean, you guys are all business owners. You look at KPIs and all of that. Like that's the number one delayer of funds okay. going out of an account to a deal. It's just verifying those wiring instructions. But like, what's yeah, and, and what's funny too is like, I never get spam calls from Albuquerque. So pick it up basically is what you're saying. Okay, so then we've kind of gone over that. So the paperwork part is like relatively simple. So instead of them wiring money from a bank account, they're going to be telling you to wire money from their self-directed account. So right. in essence, like instead of them going to their bank, who's holding their money, they're going to you, who's the custodian of their account. Right. You're the controller of their account, but they have to tell you what to do with it. You can't do anything with their account. Yes. 
that's the self-directed part of it, guys. Like you the boss, right? Okay. You got to boss us around. <laughs> All right. Tell us what to do. You say jump, we say how high. Like okay. that's how that works. And yes, we're the custodian, you know, and I get this question sometimes, Steven. I don't know if this, why do I need you guys in the middle? Well, because yeah. the IRS says you need us. That's why. You know, okay. don't mess with the IRS. Okay, and got it. That's what, that's what you have to have. So can I bring something home for you? You said some, you had some great things. You said monthly returns, possible equity. You know, it depends on how that particular deal is structured. Yeah. So guys, if you're doing this from like a Roth IRA or solo K, like those profits are coming back tax-free. It's all tax shelter. Okay. So that money then comes back into the self-directed account once it's returned. Yeah. Okay. And then at what point do they pay tax on that money? So if you're in a tax deferred account and guys, not to get technical, but this is like your traditional 401ks, traditional IRAs, SEP simples, right? That's just the tax environment they're in. You've been playing kick the can this whole time. You're just kicking the tax can down the road. So our buddies at the IRS say, hey, at 59 and a half, you and I and everyone listening are able to pull their money out without getting slapped on the wrist. If it's from a tax deferred account, you're just paying ordinary income tax on whatever you take out at any time. Okay. That's, that's a universal rule. If you're taking it out of a Roth of any kind, it's tax free. So wow. you never pay any taxes. Wow. So that's diversification is wow. what I'm hearing. Your timing couldn't be better. So if it's always deferred and kicked down the road, what happens when I die? Good question. Morbid question, but I yeah. appreciate it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I know you, you know. know like, life, death and taxes. Let's keep it real, y'all. <laughs> hey, yeah. So like, so when I die, I got this huge chunk of money in this account that I've built up over my entire life. And I want it to go. I have two daughters, by the way, five and a half and two and a half. And I want them to have it. How do they get it? And legally avoid, not legally avoid, legally inherit the money and not have some big tax bill. Yeah. So it becomes an inherited IRA at that point. Okay. So they're never forced to take it out in one lump sum or anything like that. So when you leave it to your children, for example, and I'll use your girls as an example, you know, they would do, I'm assuming a 50-50 split. So they each would receive an inherited IRA. Okay. They can no longer put their own money into it, but they can still keep investing from within it. And okay. now they have early income that they can pull off of because it's going to go off of your age, dad, when you passed, when they can pull, start pulling that money out. Now, if you made it a Roth, you just created tax-free early retirement for them. And when they hit list their beneficiaries for their beneficiaries and so on. Yeah, yeah. So that's where like our education on the tax diversification strategies really come into effect. Okay. But yeah, inherited IRAs, that's, I will tell you one of the biggest accounts that people don't realize that they can self-direct. Wow. Like not only all retirement accounts have a built-in succession plan, as you should with every account. Like even your business and checking accounts, you guys should have beneficiaries lift, listed because tomorrow is not promised to any of us. All of ours do. Are there any limitations on how many investments somebody can make out of these accounts? No, no. And there's no ceiling on the growth either. What's one of the biggest accounts that, I mean, not to disclose like your client's information, but like what's one of the biggest accounts that you've ever seen? That I've ever seen? Yeah. The most I've ever seen, like with my own eyes, had just under a hundred million in it. Wow. And that's with my own eyes. There are bigger accounts out there, sure. you know, and I mean, I get to see all of it guys, like the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, Oh, Amanda, like I always see the aversion of eyes. Oh, I'm, I have like five 401ks. I don't need, I just kind of like abandoned <laughs> like my record 17 so far. So wow. you know, welcome the challenge, you know, <laughs> 
We'll see how many there are out there. You're on that note. Do you know yeah. how much money is out there in retirement accounts? No. Over $32 trillion. Just in the U.S., right? Yeah, yeah. U.S. retirement accounts. So that includes IRAs, 401ks, et cetera. Wow. That's huge. Wow. And that money is just sitting there getting pushed around in the waves by the stock market. Yeah. Yeah. And like nobody really has control over it. Well, the people themselves, the owners of the accounts, they don't have control over it is what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, if you're on a traditional platform, guys, you know, you're given a menu to pick from. And if you want something off that menu, like legally, some of those advisors can't tell you what's off the menu. You're going to hear phrases like weather the storm. It's all cyclical. Time corrects all things. I mean, these are all like one liners that you hear where you feel stuck. And you feel trapped, like there is no other way. Yeah. Well, there's no other way in their world, like with those blinders on, but you're hearing today, you know, there's an other way. Yeah. Like it's your money. Like wow. when I have clients that tell me that, I'm like, and how does that make you feel? Are you okay yeah. with that? <laughs> <laughs> the emotions we're going through right now. <laughs> and how, like, I know that you guys don't control like the investments themselves, right? I don't know because they choose, but like how often can an investor expect to like get an update or, or maybe even statements from you? Do you guys send out statements? Is that how it works? Yeah, we do. So with us, you have to remember, this is all education-based and self-directed world. So yes, you have an online portal. You can see all your activity. Um, we do mail out paper statements. We do it once a year, you know, it's kind of like trees, you know, but we do a lot of education on, you know, how you can do different deals structures or, you know, like you mentioned, you have two little girls. Do you know how you can get Roth IRAs in their names and get them growing tax-free money over 50 plus years? No, I have no idea. Absolutely. Can I do that? Yes, absolutely. Can I open them like at this age now for them? As long as they have a heartbeat, earned income, and social security number. So the key is that earned income. Yeah. So if I, so if my company pays them for some marketing because I use them in some of my marketing things when I post on social media and stuff like that, and I pay them a reasonable amount of money per year, right. then they can now take some of their earned income and put it into an IRA. Yep. A Roth IRA. And what's the max contribution per year that they can do right now? No? 6,500 under the age of 50. So if they get paid like $12,000 a year mm -hmm. for marketing and photos and things like that, I can take 6,500 of that after yep. they pay taxes on it, Correct. take that 6,500 and put it into an IRA for them. Yep. Now it is growing tax-free forever. Now you may be thinking if you're listening, well, what the heck am I going to do with 6,500 in account? You just said 50K is your minimum. Like how does that work? Yeah. Is there anything stopping you from partnering accounts together on a deal? I don't know. Is there? No. The titling is going to be a little bit longer, but that's so, okay. So explain to me how that looks. Cause now my, you got my freaking wheels going crazy. <laughs> So let's say, for example, you have an opportunity, all right? And let's say it's a note to a business and it's, you know, we'll say 100K, all right? And between your two kids, each of them have 5K in each account. You can structure that so that, you know, Papa's got the lion's share at 90% and the kiddos Roth IRAs each have five. Each wow. totally your 100% ownership, right? So if you're getting, you know, say... 10% return, et cetera. It just is coming back and it's getting, the pie is getting split up 
how it was written on the original contract or the original subscription agreement, whatever that paperwork was. Okay. Now, not to get too deep into like SEC regulations, but if I'm, if our offering is for accredited investors only, mm -hmm. can we still put the kids accounts in there as a partnership or I'm not allowed to do that? I'd want to double check with an attorney okay. because they're minors. I would think they just grandfather under you, okay. you know, obviously a minor is not going to be filling out your investor questionnaire. You as a responsible party would be, you're managing those funds. Okay. As so, they come age. so they would be basically borrowing my accredited investor status because I'm, I'm there. You're uh, managing your money. You're their responsibilities yeah. you're their parent yeah they couldn't just say you know you couldn't open their account and your rebellious 13 year old come in and say i want to drain my account because my dad took my phone away you know <laughs> that's what, not going what to phone what phone <laughs> yeah we're not we're not there yet either i'm yeah. with you my minor 11 and 6 and uh, no 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 that's a whole nother topic <laughs> All right, well, that's, that's really freaking interesting to me. And I think that a lot of like, a lot of people that I know who are in this world investing in stuff, a lot of people don't even know that that's possible for them to open accounts for their kids using earned income that can be paid through their company oh, for legitimate. Company. So that helps out your company return as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And obviously you're not giving any IRS guidance or anything like that, but it has to be earned income for, uh, for reasonable, you know, work such as marketing and photo shoots and things like that. Yeah. I use them in my marketing materials. Wow. I mean, that's, that's massive. Okay. So as far as statements are concerned, like once a year, basically you'll send out a statement, but at any time they can call in and say like, Hey, how much money is in my account? or log into their portal, yeah. their portal, yeah. right? Yeah, they just log in their account, just like you would if you had an account at like, you know, one, I'll just say one of the big banks. So because we're anyway, yeah. anyway okay. when you log in, it's colorful charts and graphs and all these numbers where you, you, I mean, just be honest with yourself, you don't really know what you're looking at at a first glance. I mean, yeah. I do this professionally, and I look at folks portals, and I don't know what I'm looking at, like I had yeah. to do digging, you know, <laughs> like that's by design, again, you yeah. know, you log in here, it almost reads like a ledger, hey, I have this note to this business. Here's my principal that came out and here are the interest payments that have been coming in. Here's my return. Like okay. super clean, easy. Like your children could look at it and figure out, oh, this is what I'm making. Yeah. As it should be. Okay. So I have another question. This is a little bit more specific. And then I know we got to wrap up soon. If somebody's selling a business mm -hmm. and they are doing seller financing on the business, so they're actually giving away, not giving away a note, but they're holding a note for a business. Just like if you do seller financing on a piece of real estate, can they be paid into their self-directed account? No, because that's an asset that they already own. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that would be self-dealing in that piece. Okay. That's where the self-dealing part comes yeah. in. Yeah, so that's because not we already own the business existing. Okay. You know, so it's hey guys, just wanted to take a second here and thank you for listening to the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. It means the world to me. It means so much to me that you guys are listening. I don't make any money off of this stuff. I do it for free. I do it out of the goodness of my heart. I want to help people and I want to share all this cool information with you guys and everybody else in the world. So if you could think of somebody that you would share this to, so if they got some value out of it, I would really appreciate it. Share it on your socials. Click that little button for sharing and share it to your story. Thanks a lot.
the sale of an asset that they already personally own. Okay, makes sense. Now, the last thing before we go, can you give me like a few examples of some success stories or people that you've helped in certain real estate or business areas and kind of like what their, not what their returns are because that's all based on their thing. But like I have a client, like for example, I have a client who invested $300,000 out of self-directed account that was moved over from a 401k that otherwise they would have never known. Mm -hmm. And now they're investing in real estate. Give me an example like that. If you have something off the oh, top of your head. I have tons of stories like this, <laughs> which, which is great. Okay. So I'll give you this one. This is it. He's top of mind because they're doing a, a, a little get together here in October. This is a gentleman I met. He's a doctor, um, had always saved and was just getting up there, was owned by his practice. It's like, you know, I need out of here. I want financial freedom, freedom of time. So he started getting back into, into real estate back in 19. Here's what he did. So he started getting into, into real estate, buy and holds, and then got into small multifamily. We took his 401k from the practice, moved it over here. So it was fully self-directed. He didn't have W2 employees that all worked out. It was all tax deferred at this point. Okay. So meaning he was kicking the tax can down the road. So as he went down this road, when he takes that money out at 59 and a half, he's in his early 50s, that's all going to be taxed, which sucks. Not really. game, right? Everything yeah. is going to be taxed on that massive amount. Exactly. You know, it's and so he knew he was going to by the it, way. Oh, it frustrates me. And yeah, just me so you too. know, like yeah. this, there's a part of the 401k that can be tax-free. And this is what I explained to him. And that's only been around since 06. So when you say like, oh my gosh, that's so stupid. Like for you and I, and anyone that's like, thinks like a business owner, no one's busting their hump this hard to be in a low tax bracket when they retire. Yeah, Come on. Right. Like that's just so bass backwards. You know what I yeah. mean by that? <laughs> So who professional, professional phrases only guys. So what, what he did, he moved it over, bought a bunch of real estate and I planted the seed with that tax diversification. I'm like, look, you have to know the tax code when you are doing depreciable assets, et cetera. There's something called depreciation, cost segregation. These are all things that are in the tax code, right? Again, you guys, I'm not a CPA, I'm not an attorney on tax advice, legal advice, blah, 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 blah. But these are things that we plant seeds on that other people on your financial team should be talking about because you can do what's called a conversion. If you ever heard of a backdoor Roth, Stephen, or the mega backdoor Roth? No. So it's when you switch from tax deferred to tax free, right? Okay. When you do that, who do you pay in the middle? I don't know. Uncle Scam. Okay. All right. <laughs> You got to pay that guy. He okay. gets a piece of your pie. Okay. So here's what he was able to do. The good doctor had, he amassed a good amount in his account. You know, he was just under a million and he didn't start with that much, you know, so it's done well, but he's been really hitting the gas on what he's been doing outside his retirement account. Cause I told you he wanted time freedom sooner than later and he got it. So now it's like, okay, how do we use the tax code to our advantage? You know how much of his tax deferred money he was able to move in four years only over to this tax-free side without paying a dime in taxes. I'm on the edge of my seat. Over $500,000 without paying a dime in taxes. So now you guys, as that 500K, as he doubles and triples that, when he takes that out at 59 and a half, now mind you, he's just his mid fifties now. So he's not even 59 and a half yet. But when he does, he doesn't pay a dime in taxes. Wow. Ever. Well, you know, a part of me is like, it sounds too good to be true. And I'm sure you hear that a lot. Oh, yeah. So why is it not too good to be true, I guess? Or like how, what, what do you say to people who are like, there's no way, of course, every, the government gets taxed on everything. No, it, it's just knowing the tax code. See, that's yeah. the thing. When you work with someone that's in our 
more professional arena. I'm going to tell you right now, here's the line that you get all the time. Because have I talked about taxes and different investment types a lot during this call? Yeah. Am I a CPA? No. Am I an attorney? No. Am I selling investments? No. But I am one member of your financial team and I'm okay. showing you how to pull it all together, right? It's just like when you form a company, right butts, right seat. You know, that, that is how you build. It's the same thing in your financial arena. When you call someone that is in the self-directed field, you usually hear, well, I'm sorry, Mr. Sterick, we are just one member of your financial team. You're going to have to seek out your attorney or your CPA. And they leave it at that. Like yeah. if no one is willing to educate. And here's the different pieces of the puzzles. And here's the different three ways that you could do this or how you can do this for your family in multiple accounts, like some of the things we touched on. You can tell us like, hey, I don't want to do that just yet. And that's okay. Whereas when you have another financial professional, you know, say that it is, they are making money off of your money. They don't quite tell you that fashion, right? You know, like it's very okay for you to say, hey, I like option A, option B, option C, go pound sand on that one. And it's A-okay. Like yeah. just how you would have a, you know, a conversation with a business partner. Like it's the same way. They're fully in control, obviously, of their account. You guys don't, you don't give them any investment advice or tell them what to do at all. They tell you how to, where to invest it. And you tell them if it's legal or not, basically. Yeah. Yeah. We're educating you on the how, you know, and that's the other piece. Like when, when folks do like our family plans, you know, our CEO, Edwin Kelly, he's, he's just like the Yoda of the self-directed industry. He's been around such a long time. Like what we've been able to do for like those clients is we do live interactive monthly calls to where it's a community, right? And you know this, it's not what you know, it's who you know, you know, so you get to hear what others are doing. That's like, ah, that would make sense for me. Just like your opportunity, like buying into businesses, you know, most folks, when you use, if I mentioned Peter Thiel, do you know who I'm talking about? He's like the classic example that's made it to the headlines of self-direction. He's like, you know, the godfather, golden child of, ooh, did you hear Peter Thiel? For those of you that haven't, you know, one of the founders of PayPal bought shares in his Roth, sold PayPal, now has hundreds of millions of dollars tax-free in his Roth IRAs. You guys, this is the same concept. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wasn't this like, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't some of this stuff written in the tax code, like by the help of the Rockefeller? Yeah, you'll hear it called the Rockefeller strategy, control everything, own nothing. Yeah. I mean, this stuff, like the self-directed piece of this, guys, if you reach back into the tax code, it's been around since the 70s. Like we are not sharing anything that is just brand new. It's like when you're talking with advisors about IRAs, 401ks, like they are regulated by the same literally chapter of the revenue code. But in those institutions, they can narrow that lane just to serve their purpose of stock bonds, mutual funds. So tell me about like the fees that are associated with something like this. Is it like a percentage based or is it like a flat fee or how does that work? Oh, it's so it's based in three areas. And I'm going to tell you just overarching guys, because it's getting granular. It's a percentage, a fraction of what you're paying for a managed account. Like self-directed accounts are not expensive. You have a one-time setup fee, annual fee, transaction fee. Those are the only three areas in our whole industry where you would see fees, you know? So for someone that's like opening up a 401k, you know, you're looking at say under 50 grand, just above a Smith, like $2,037. That's wow. it. It's not expensive to do. And guess what? The tax code last year changed at the Secure Act 2.0. You actually get a tax credit for establishing small business plans up to 5k. Wow. So I just did a call last week with a group of CPAs and they're just, they're chuckling, which is great when you can always get CPAs to chuckle, but they're like, the government is throwing money at you to set up your small business plans. And wow. like, yeah, they are, you know, a $300,000 IRA because we work with some great fee-based advisors, 
you know, don't get me wrong. We have some great relationships with fee-based advisors. They're less than a half a percent is if you're looking at it like a percentage of assets under management, which is how that world looks at it, Stephen. Like that's how they look at their costs. Okay. They charge their fees on top of ours and still don't get a fee objection. And they know they've got like the white glove, red carpet treatment for their client where they don't have to put the time and effort in because we're taking care of all that. Right. Or just back to the advisor when it's time for them to do their investment. Hey, funds are here. You know, go ahead and get your paperwork started. Here's your titling. Okay. All right. So basically what you're saying is it's really reasonable to set up one of these. And most of the times, if they're not using an outside advisor, it's actually a lot cheaper to set up a self-directed than it is like one from one of the big companies. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hands down, undeniable. Because there's no back-ended interest. Yeah. And for those of yeah. you questioning that, I'll challenge you. Do you know right off the bat what you're paying for your account? Right. Usually the answer is no. No, because yeah. it, it slows. Like when yeah. you log into that pretty colorful you know, portal, yeah. it doesn't say, oh, here's my fees for the year. No, you really got to dive deep because I've done, I've tried and I've tried to find like, what are my actual fees? And it's usually on that statement on either the quarterly or the annual statement, but it's on the back page on the like the last page on the back of the last page, right before the legalese disclosures, you finally find out what you paid. Yeah. It used to be like that paper thin prospectus where they wouldn't even print it on like the regular white paper. It was like the newspaper tissue stuff. Yeah. And now everything's gone green. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, are folks actually looking into that even less, more than likely. Yeah. Um, wow. You're right. Well, this has been awesome. Any last thought that you want to share about what I should do with current retirement accounts with you guys. Oh, yeah. My last thought is just talk to someone. I mean, if you're watching us, I've got a QR code up here. It's never a matter of if it makes sense. It's just when it makes sense. You know, so ask and open up your network, figure out where you're at, you know, where you've been, where you're at and where you want to go. And nine times out of 10, this has a place in there at some point. If you're not there yet today, that's okay. You know, but at one point you will be and you want to know how to take that next step. You know, so that would be the, you know, don't be so passive about your retirement because one time creeps up on you. Two, you know, if you're not focusing it on it, no one looks out for number one more than you. Yeah. Fortunately, the world that we live in, you know, so you want to be focusing on this stuff. And if you're not happy with what you're seeing, do something about it. And yeah. we just took about, and I know you live in the world of accountability as well. You know, what we're doing today, for those of you that are just hearing about this, is you didn't know what you didn't know until now. But what we just took away are your excuses. Yeah. Now it's up to you to figure out, okay, what makes sense? And, and that's where we're coming from. So yeah. I'll leave it at that. One big takeaway for me, like that I had no idea I could do was opening accounts for my girl and then have that just compound, right? Because a lot of parents and grandparents, especially ones of old school thinking are like, open a 529 college fund account and just let that thing grow. And I'm like, now that I know about this, like, okay, yeah, we'll keep the 529s that we already have because there's, it's going right, it's fine. But this is gonna exponentially grow massively. And there's no real like limitation on what they can use the funds for. Like a 529 account, we can only use it for, you know, tuition costs or anything related to schooling and education. That's pretty much it. We can yep. use it on room and board and stuff, but like, it's very limited. This is not limited whatsoever. And mm -hmm. I, I'll bet you the whole value of the account that I'll make these self-directed accounts worth way more money by the time my girls are 18 than that 529 account ever will be. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And play with a compounding interest calculator yeah. for time. I mean, they have so much time on their side. I mean, the Roth could do poorly, but over that many years, 
they're still millionaires by the time they're yeah. 59 and a half. And these are tools, you know, like for you and I, this only came around in the late nineties. So it wasn't even like an option for our parents, this you know, now this, this is new. I mean, this is where, you know, us as parents need to start putting away these tools now. And to your point, like I always use this example, you know, you've got your 529s and there's a Coverdell educational account. That's like a 529. You can self-direct. That's oh. for education, right? But when they get to out, when you get to empty nest syndrome, they're still draining on your checkbook, right? <laughs> you know, like, I don't know how many empty nesters I've talked to. They're like, you know, they have this vision of we're going to Australia and Costa Rica. And we're never going to be home unless our kids are home on holiday. And it didn't happen that way. You know why? Because there's still more to be had. I mean, we're all of the have your assets pay for your lifestyle, right? Well, you could take a down payment for a home from a Roth IRA. It's one of the exceptions, right? Danny May will fund up to a quad, right? They got to yeah. put somewhere yeah. and send all their friends in college and the dorm sucks. Yeah. So I don't rent, rent those other three units to yeah. their friends. Pay the mortgage create an additional cash flow for your kid. Now they have an asset that's sustaining them through their college years. They can focus on school, do the backpack trip that they want, you know, and then when they graduate, they have a cash producing asset, you know, to help them on their way. That's such amazing stuff because I think that you just gave a bunch of people some secrets, some secret tips, but they're not secrets. It's all public knowledge. It's just that it's not taught mainstream. I really appreciate you sharing all that stuff because that is some massive value that's going to create some massive wealth for a lot of people in the future. So Amanda, tell us how we can find you and get a hold of you other than the QR code above. Yeah. So all my info is right here on the screen. You can always find us at specializedtrustcompany.com. My direct dial 505-514-0587. You can text me, you can email me aholebrook at irastc.com or my lovely Vanna QR code goes right to my calendar. Awesome. So, so IRASTC.com. Mm -hmm. Perfect. All right, Amanda, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. I learned a lot and uh, we're going to be talking a little bit later about opening up some accounts for my girls for sure. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you all for listening. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, just wanted to take a second here and thank you for listening to the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. It means the world to me. It means so much to me that you guys are listening. I don't make any money off of this stuff. I do it for free. I do it out of the goodness of my heart. I want to help people and I want to share all this cool information with you guys and everybody else in the world. So if you could think of somebody that you would share this to, so if they got some value out of it, I would really appreciate it. Share it on your socials. Click that little button for sharing and share it to your story. Thanks a lot.